podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome to the Five Plan Podcast. Pod two forty-seven, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. Is Vector with Okay. Nice. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Very nicely done. That is the voice of this week's special guest. It's Sky Sports reporter, Michael Bridge. How are you, mate? Very good, guys. Very good. Thanks for having me on. You are welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Well, you were more welcome when I thought you were a Palace fan. (laughs) 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 I mean, you you are not a Palace fan. You are a Spurs fan. Yep. Uh, Which is kind of why we got you on, because obviously Palace have just lost to Tottenham. Um, But you are, in a way, a bit of a sort of Palace cult hero. It's crazy. It's... um, I genuinely, you hear so many negative things towards social media and Twitter, but for me, it's been just just great to have so many nice tweets and you know interaction. You get a lot of, you know, you see the words trolls and you know people slag. But honestly, I've never had a bad one from a single Palace fan. Um, you know, what have, what have you done? To, I how genuinely, have you done this? I've just announced a couple of signings, really. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I've had some. You know, I've, given you know, Palace have a large fan base. They've got a large Twitter following, and mm. I think. You know, I'm a support. I've supported a club, and you know, you get frustrated for the fans you're reporting for when things don't come off. And there's been a few now. That was I've been at Palace three times now, deadline days, and you want to deliver good news for them because yeah. you're reading the tweets and you want you want the good news. So genuinely, when Sacco happened, I was genuinely happy. When Soroff was complete, I was genuinely happy. And when Amadou didn't happen. I was disappointed because we would have had a nice few Amadou and Mamadou songs. But yeah, <laughs> well, you did, didn't you? You, yeah. you sang Electric Mamadou. I don't. I, I don't know where going. it came from. It was just you know, just sleep I, deprivation. I had, a couple of, <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of fans just saying, "Oh, you know, this is what we're going to sing." And it's the last thing I thought of. And I was like, when I did it, I thought to myself, "I might. This has either gone really badly back in the office, or it might have gone really well." So, but I, it was nice feedback back in the studio. And I think you know, I think. You get criticism sometimes, don't they? You know, journalists and reporters, you know, you're, oh, you're not in touch with the fans. And I think if you can be a bit lighthearted on deadline day and, you know, I think it comes across better. And, I, you know, I genuinely enjoy it and I've genuinely enjoyed reporting on Palace and I've got a very, very soft spot for them ever since. It'd be nice if we got 
tweets like that. Oh, we do, don't we? We do. We do get nice tweets. Some. I don't. Every time, <laughs> every time you, Wayne Hennessy does anything half decent, <laughs> I get a tweet. Go, yeah, told you. It's honestly, it's, it's become almost automatic now. You know the answer. I was sitting here slightly open mouthed hearing Michael say, "I've never had any negative feedback from Palace fans at all." <laughs> Which is coming to something when the Tottenham fans get less negative feedback from Palace fans, than we, basically. <laughs> Um, no, we I'll do, get, I'll we get, get negative feedback for saying, well, don't be nasty to the Tottenham fan now. Oh. We, we get some very nice tweets. <laughs> anyway, Kev, I haven't even introduced you, Kevin Day. Hello. How are you? I'm still having my wobble. Oh, really? In fact, it's, a little, been going on? it's a little bit worse since the Everton game. It got a little bit worse yesterday. Two-week wobble? Yeah, it's not like me, two-week wobble. And <laughs> he's worried me now because he says he's got some... Normally, he's my go-to guy for the cheer-up. I know that people who've only ever heard him really? will think that's not right, but he's he's the one who keeps me going, but apparently he's got some bad news. Are you wobbling as well? I'm not wobbling. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of less confident that we'll stay up than I was previously. But that's... Yes. You know, was that's, he really confident before then? It's that's not that I was really confident. It's, it's just that... No, I said back in October that we had a really good team if we could get all of our 11 out. We've been very unlucky with some results based on the performances of some of those matches and I thought we'd definitely improve I said at that point I think it's probably going to take something remarkable for us to go down if you want to know something remarkable an injury crisis of 12 players there we go it's pretty even two weeks ago you were quoting some sort of stat index type thing that's guaranteed we couldn't go down you said there was a one in a hundred chance that we could go I down. I said there's a five percent chance that we could go down. This, that doesn't mean it can't happen. There's still probably about between about six and eight percent chance. Do you remember mm. in 98 when we were up, 97, 98? We mm. went down then and we had a big injury list then. Mm. Padovano played like five minutes, whatever it was. It, does it feel the same now? It feels worse. I mean, even the line for the fact that some of the players are out probably wouldn't have been starting anyway. It just feels relentless, basically. It just feels like every time you, you, you go on social media or turn Sky on, there's a, another injury scare. Uh, you know, Kabai, <coughs> just literally the night before that he suddenly had joined the list. It just seems every time one of our players goes down as well, it's, you think, Tom, what? And also, we'll come back to this later, but a professional football team in the Premier League shouldn't be having a player taken off with cramp. Basically, which yeah, we get a lot of questions about why are these injuries happening. Severe cramp. I well, think. severe I cramp. Any you know, it's. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I saw a Premier League player going down with cramp, either minor or severe, <laughs> and that's a worrying. Yeah. In terms of our training, but yeah, it's. It, it, it is. You can't see any end to it, and, and then of course all the rumours about whether players actually want to come back and how injured they are, and you know, which I'm sure we will cover. I think it's probably been exacerbated as well by the frustration that lots of fans felt on transfer deadline day that Michael obviously covered for Palace when we were all expecting at least two more names, I think, than came in to come in and expecting probably, you know, some more cover, either wide attacking areas or, or central, but slightly more advanced than the Milivojevic and probably expecting mm. a better goalkeeper than Hennessy to come in now rather than at the end yeah. of the season. And I think that's probably made the situation more acute in a lot of people's minds than perhaps it might have otherwise seemed. Well, you, it's, it's also highlighted when you look at Tottenham squad, when it's read out, when you see, you're taking your seat at 5-12 to 12 and they're reading out Tottenham squad, you just... But that's just, always going to happen, isn't well, it? I don't know it's taken, but even you, but you look at people like, you know, Brighton have bought quality players, Huddersfield have bought quality players, and we've, you know, we still don't know how good Serlot is because he's... He, Barely left the left wing yesterday when clearly the one thing he's not is a left winger. Mm-hmm. When in the meantime, the centre forward we do have was having, even by his standards, one of the worst games he's ever had. 
Mm. Well, Harry Winks and Fernando Lorente didn't even couldn't even yeah. make the bench yesterday, and really, you know, for for, for Tottenham, they're lucky. The, the players are all seems to be coming back at the right time. Mm. Um, have, have you known an injury crisis like this before? Or anywhere else? I did the Palace press conference a few days before deadline day, and I said to Roy, um, every time you seem to pick up an injury, it always seems to be a bad one. Mm. Oh. And then there was another one. It was oh, was it Sacco? Yes, yeah, yeah, and that I think that sounds a horrendous injury, yeah. yeah, and it happened the day after I asked him the question. But you know, from my knowledge, you know, they were trying to get Gaeta in for January. I don't know why it didn't happen, but you know, you look at him, and I, you look at the next few games. I think he's kept about four or five clean sheets since, and it's yeah. just typical frustration, isn't it? You know, I actually thought Hennessy could play pretty well yesterday, but when it mattered. You know, he, sh- he should be saving that. He has to be saving that. And I mean, he must be so frustrated. Was he at fault for that goal then? Well, I mean, Michael, well, no, it's, but Hennessy, after Benteke, Hennessy's the one name that comes up week after week. And one of our, the company who's sitting opposite you at the moment has a slight be in his bonnet about Hennessy. Mm-hmm. I have no be in my bonnet about him. I've long since accepted the fact that he's not very good and that he's going to play but every week. I felt, <laughs> I, I felt, Yes, he should have said, but I felt sorry for him because we've been talking for ages about the one thing he hasn't had for a couple of seasons, maybe Chelsea week. He hasn't had a game where you've come away going, he's kept us in that game. We've got a point. Uh, and he was two minutes away from, from that happening. But having said that, it, it, the corner was defended so badly. I mean, Harry Kane had a poor game and yet they just watched him while he took two step backwards to the far post. And well, it was Damo, wasn't it? Who exactly, but, just come on for Tompkins. But still, Damo's a very experienced centre-back. He's been watching the game. Even if you've only watched one football game on telly all season, you'd probably go, I've heard of this Harry Kane bloke. I might not, I might not just watch him as he's... So it was... <laughs> it, 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 that was a frustrating thing because yeah, we didn't do anywhere near enough to win, but yeah, we'd, we'd played really well defensively. And it's just so annoying that you don't get the point that we we probably didn't deserve a point, but it would have been such a morale boosting point. It would have changed the atmosphere so much. It, it so felt much like to time. me, and I wasn't actually there because I watched it on TV. Why well, um, weren't you there, JD? Uh, uh, an informant told me why earlier, so I'll know if you like. Was there a honey, two reasons? Was there a honey sale going on in Amersham? <laughs> I don't. Is that a euphemism? No, it does sound no. like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was doing a bit of work for someone, and also I was going to go on the Monday night if it was Monday. But on the Sunday, Miranda and I had a marriage preparation course to go to. Whoa. So, you have to go on a course now to get married. You've got to, you got to start marriage the marriages off on the right foot. You know, by, I can't well, cancel on the... By doing what you're told. What's a marriage preparation course? Are there PowerPoint slides? By joint, jointly, you know, agreeing to do something and, and sticking with it. Lovely. What yeah. is a marriage preparation course? It was course? at the church where we're getting a blessing. And we're not having a church wedding, we're having a blessing on the Monday after. Right. It was just like young couples and just advice and stuff and... Leaflets. It was nice. Leaflets. Yeah, much better than a home Premier League match. We had to like yeah. answer questions about like it was a bit like Mr. and Mrs. Like, what would you do here? What would what you would rather you like be doing answers? today? I'd rather be at Southampton Park. What are you thinking about right now? Definitely not but Harry I, Kane and his defence. I the, that was at two, and the game finished at like just after two. So I literally saw Harry Kane score as I as I left the uh, to go to it. But it made me feel like. Do you remember when we came up in 2013? Our first game of the season was at home to Tottenham. Yeah. I mean, a terrible line. I mean, a Wilbraham up front, we had Moxie at left back and mm. stuff. He gave the penalty away, didn't he? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But it felt like that game. Mm. It actually felt we backed the walls the whole way, trying to. I think we lost that game 1 0. 1 0. Soldado scored, I remember yeah. it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's worth a lot of money to get the highlights of that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's five years ago. Yeah. And it, feels, it felt exactly the same. Do you, do you not think that Palace maybe should be 
have progressed in that. Well, I know we had the injuries, obviously, but yes. But how? I mean, <laughs> obviously, the majority of the people I follow and they were Tottenham supporters, and they were all you know because it was Jan Vertonghen missing his first. He picked up an angle injury on the Saturday in training. And he is Mr. Consistent. Obviously, everyone talks about Kane, etc., etc. But Jan Vertonghen has been absolutely phenomenal for Spurs. Also missing Toby Alderweireld. So Eric Dyer got pushed back to centre-half. Mm. Davison Sanchez, who's been a great signing from Ajax, has had a few dodgy weeks. So this was a time for like, Andros Townsend, etc., etc., to really go for Spurs. And if you don't go for them, yeah. it's only a matter of when Spurs score. Now, it was late, and when you do, when you do score that late, it's always going to hurt. Yeah. However what was it 28% possession yeah. you know you're, you're asking for trouble yeah. and there were a couple of times where I thought even a certain few players who are, you expect better from some of those players, players just gave the ball straight back yeah. I thought oh, you know I expected a bit better even despite the injuries there was still enough there for Palace to have given it more of a go I, think. I didn't think we were actually particularly good despite not mm. conceding until very very late I think they've been far better defensive performances I mean even in the first half Harry Kane's given one on a plate by Patrick Van Arnholt within, oh God, yeah. within what about six minutes and there were yeah. quite a lot of so very basic so errors throughout across, yeah, it was only the fact yeah. that Spurs were probably not up to their usual stand in the final third until mm. very late on when they were starting to really create opportunities and I guess it just goes to show where sometimes you know, we, we only look at the end result and we played brilliantly at Wembley and probably deserved to win that match. Yeah. And obviously we come out with a 1-0 loss there, come out yeah, with a 1-0 yeah, loss yeah. here. Something. It'll get to the end of the season. Yeah. People go, oh, we lost twice 1-0 yeah, to yeah, Spurs yeah. without Spurs looking at the context. third choice goalkeeper that day. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. who yeah. couldn't catch a goal, a cold for Southampton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and... So, you know, Wilf doesn't he, he rounds him, doesn't he? Yeah. And he, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. again, that was another midday kickoff. Not even twelve forty-five midday. <sighs> you know, yeah. like that's. I, I, it was one of those things. I, I was looking at it too bright, too early. You know, <laughs> and I, I thought actually, as a top of that, I thought actually this might work in their favour because I thought Selhurst under the lights tonight would have been a real, you know, yeah, like you did against Arsenal last season. Yeah, well, like we did against Spurs in our second season. Pardew's first game, first year. one two one, didn't when you? Yeah, per, per yeah. scored later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. think it felt. Backs to the wall yesterday at any stage. I thought we actually did quite well in keeping them in, you know, like you say, they had a lot of the ball, but they were passing it around in front of us rather than getting in behind us. And that's partly because Wan-Bissaka was a real thing. But having having said that, what's absolutely right is what Michael just said, is that we never, we just didn't lay a glove on them in their third. And it's just like, we've got, if there's one place we should still have quality, technically, on paper, it's, it's up front. And, mm-hmm. If any team is, can work out what Townsend's going to do when he's got the ball, Tottenham are going to do it because he spent half his life doing it for Tottenham. Yeah, so, and side shoot, side shoot, side shoot, and it's like he was doing it all the time, and it's like it's just disappointing as well. Ben, I mean, Ben Teke was just so frustrating right from the start when it's like a bullfighter rushing Dembele past him within a second minute. Just at no stage did he even take a risk. Did he even did he even try swapping Ben Teke for Sherlock just to see how if that would work out. They didn't get crosses in for Sirlots, but who was it? Danny Rose was Danny Rose was right back. Uh, right back was Serge Aurier. He oh, Serge yeah. Aurier. Yeah, Aurier. Yeah, but <laughs> really, but Sirlot, <laughs> Premier League record. But Sirlot, <laughs> and he thought it was hilarious on Instagram yeah. afterwards. <laughs> but Sirlot looked a good six to nine inches taller than he did. Yeah. So it's one of those basic things that Alan Shearer always talks about: put a ball to the far post for the a big man to go in over the fullback. But that that never happened. We never. Whether it's fear, whether it was lack of confidence, we just didn't. Well, so, so, is it fair to say then that we, you know, we still haven't won without Wilf since 2016, September well, it's 2016? Because it's fact. It's, it's a worry. We just it's, it's, yeah. Are we a one man team? If we are, how many times do we have to say it? How's that been allowed to happen? 
I mean, the fact is, the, if we know that stat, the players will know it. So they're, they're already on the back foot if they think we can't win without Wilf. And it's mildly but, embarrassing. No Premier League team should be a one-man team. Of course they shouldn't. It's you know, when people say, Harry Ke- Tottenham are not a one-man team. They've got Musa Dembele, they've got a good spine. Yeah. Harry Kane is just doing things that no Tottenham fan ever expected when he had so many bad loan deals, you know? But this record is a bad one with Crystal Palace at yeah. the moment. And you'd expect the likes of Andros and Christian Benteke to stand up and say, I'm going to take a bit more control here. Yeah. But uh, look, at, look at the way Harry Kane, without drawing attention to himself, Harry Kane just works really hard. Yeah. He covers every inch of the pitch. He's closing our centre-backs down all the time. All the things that Dembele must be looking at him going, why am I, why am I not doing that? Mm. Benteke. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's just frust- It's and, just really and annoying. And it's also not fair on Soroff, is it, really? He's just come from, you know, is it Denmark? Or is it, yeah. no, I can't remember. Yeah. But, you know, you can't back it straight into the Premier League. I mean, yeah. he, he out-muscled Dembele yesterday. Yeah. Genuinely couldn't believe that. I've never seen yeah. that. Anyone do that to Musa Dembele. Yeah. There's a player there. Yeah. But, he, but it's yeah. not fair for people probably to expect him to come straight away but people are just so disappointed with Benteke but also with Sirlo as well you saw that in the first half he was trying to do his defensive work and again nearly gave a goal away because I mean twice he passed the ball across the 18 yard box but it's not his job he he looks like a centre forward he looks yeah so you know, if, we, if we're giving Wan Bissaka a chance, well, some stage in the second half, well, we'll just put Lakila on mm. at the left and put so centre centre forward. Just because he's obviously going to run around, it's going to be he will do what Conor Wickham did. He might not be ready for the Premier League, but he'll close the centre backs down. He'll put a foot in. He might make something happen, especially as Tottenham had makeshift centre backs yesterday. Anyway, mm-hmm. and Dyer, I mean, Dyer shouldn't have been getting the better of Benteke in the air like he was doing for most of the. I mean, Benteke won two flick-ons. Rest of the time, Dyer's out muscling him. That, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I mean, Michael, we talk yeah. a lot about Benteke on this pod, like almost every week, and how frustrated we are with, with him not producing. Mm. But from an outsider looking in, does it seem the same way? Totally. You know, he used to strike for gone into me when he used to play for Villa. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was a proper striker. And there's, there's something not right. Yeah. It's not, as, it's not as if he's not getting the service. He's got one of the best wingers in the Premier League when he's fit. Yeah. So what is it? You know, he's not a youngster anymore. You just get the impression he just doesn't want to be there or well, there's just something not right mm. I can't understand it yeah that's what Les Ferdinand said he said he used to call him a coward didn't he who Ben Teke yeah really yeah he just said he'd be ashamed if he played like that well, he plays for yeah. such a massive national side yeah they've got the yeah. World Cup coming yeah. up yeah yeah He's got a Martinez or Henri watching all these games and he's, he's just simply not doing enough. And we have seen Benteke. Yeah. Even for Liverpool, there were games where he was just like, blimey, how does he score a goal like that? Yeah. But there's like, I mean, I always feel like there's a certain player that does well at Palace and that player is something to prove, you know, may, maybe hasn't reached his potential yet, works hard, does his, does his thing. And yet Benteke isn't that player. He doesn't run around. He doesn't, you know, he reserves his energy or whatever, which maybe he's being told by the management. But then you watch Arsenal the other day and Neville's laying into their front three for walking around and not Mm. doing anything. When players are walking and they're not closing down, are they being told to do that? Or is that that them downing tools? Well, Kane closes down every game. Every game. But then again, every manager's different. Every manager's different, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah, I'm wondering, yeah. he's getting to the point where I'm wondering if he's been told to... I to, think it's to, got to be tactical. There's this yeah. instances where you'll see him start to press and then he'll almost, you'll see the sort of switch flick and he'll go, oh, no, wait a minute, I'm actually not supposed to be... Pre-. It's got to be tactical, but... but he did and, against, against Man City, though. We, yeah. we all said it in the first half against Man City from the very first kickoff. He was in their faces all the time, the, yeah. the Man City bet for. Uh, ultimately, it becomes, a, it becomes a moot argument if he starts putting away the chances. I mean, even if it is tactical, and that's fine. You know, certain teams like to really sit back deep, compact, and not try to press. Certain teams play like Tottenham do and push you really high up the pitch. That's fine. But 
the thing that isn't fine is him looking like he doesn't ever want to score a goal. Yeah. He, he now looks like the guy who just is shrinking into his shell any time well, the ball's in the final there third. There were a couple yeah. of times yesterday, starting with that, when he ushered Dembele by, when you wonder, maybe he's been told by the management, we can't afford to lose another striker, so don't put a tackle in. <laughs> Yeah, and that's yeah. that's that's yeah. possible, but you kind of think even out of instinct, if a player's on the pitch, and because we talked when we played Arsenal at Sellers Park, Jack Wilshere had the freedom of the pitch all, all evening, and he'd be within two or three yards of Benteke, and he'd think Benteke's instinct would be, all right, he's coming to my space, I'm going to try and, but he just stood mm. and watched him, and he did that, he did that yesterday, and it's like you say, if he's scoring goals, fine, you don't care. How. But we've been saying that all, all season, he'll get one, he'll go on a run, it'll be fine. Uh, it's now March, nearly. If we go, and he's still if, only got two. If, if we do go down, he'll be one of the reasons we go down. As an outsider, do you think that the penalty incident at the start of the season mentally affected him? Or that's a good question. That's a the good one again, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, when he took it off, he was already not scoring by then, though. Yeah. Um, that is a good I question. Actually, yeah. You don't know how yeah. the rest of the team because his head drops all the time. I just yeah. think I kind of feel like yeah, that was a symptom of where he is rather than necessarily a cause. I don't know mm. if other people sort of disagree, but he's he's now just shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and that seemed to me to be one of those instances where he thought right I can I can really grab something by the scruff of the neck yeah. here this gives me an opportunity to prove myself and it, it certainly maybe exacidated things and well, look, got, that was, got it, was to, a, it was such an illogical decision that because yeah. really you looked at it you would have had Luca on that penalty yeah, having already scored in that game anyway we've, we've got other we've got questions about Benteke I'm just going to chuck him in now this one comes from Kabai Loves Hugs uh, uh, Kabai Loves Hugs apparently were you going to yeah. say thing? I was but it doesn't matter <laughs> is it related to Benteke it was related to that penalty incident. Go on, I'll go, go over it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny that uh, as a fan of a club, you kind of assume that your club is entirely unique and that certain things can only happen to, insert club name here. And that whole Bournemouth situation, I went, well, this couldn't happen to anyone else. Anyone see the Charlie Adam penalty the other week that uh, he ended up having taken off him, but, or Hesse tried to take off of him. But against and, Brighton. Against Brighton, yeah. yeah. And it just, it just kind of provided an opposite example of the fact that these stupid things happen to absolutely every club. I'm only going to say this to you because you're a pedant, but it's either you can either be unique or not unique, not entirely unique. Yeah, that's true. It's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. Have that. <laughs> you, would have, you, would have picked, you would have picked us up on that. So. You would have done. Anyway, goodbye, love hugs. <laughs> so you will be I picking me up on something in the rest of the pod. I've seen. Oh, be looking out for it. I wasn't yeah. going to, but now yeah. I'm, going, I'm, really, I'm really going to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it time to take Benteke out of the spotlight for a period and put him on the bench? It may improve the balance of the starting eleven and give us an option off the bench. I thought Shearer's analysis of him hiding from chances was spot on. So, to, to what? To who it, for? To repl- yeah, I mean, who's repl- well, you've only got one. You've only got one option, haven't you? Surlock, I guess. Yeah, but even well, then, we, we, we have other ways of playing. I mean, we've we've tried other ways of playing when Benteke was. was we did have Wilf and yeah, Andros. Yeah, when Schlock was roving around as well. In his little weird free yeah. roll when we beat Chelsea, but, but well, we've already short enough on attacking endeavour and actual ability. But we're not, we're, who, who can take the ball past the man at the moment in that team? Well, when he, can't, not he can't know. I mean, the fact is that Benteke is not offering anything at the moment. We're, yesterday we played with ten men to all extents and purposes. Yeah, but who do we then drop him for? Is, is the problem it's someone? <laughs> he can't just drop him for something. Well, he can. You know, Wan-Bissaka was a real bonus yesterday. Try Lakilo out left and try Solo in the middle. Isn't it United try- next? Yeah. Yes. yes. Monday. Put him in a room and show him that video on loop of what he did for Liverpool at Old Trafford that a few bicycle. years ago. Yeah. 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 Just put him in a room and put it on repeat. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I don't know if you're doing that all yeah. game. Yeah. Just keep the, one might come off. <laughs> There's only two ways you're going to improve him and improve his confidence. And one is that he's going to score goals. That's yeah. not happening. And the other is give him a break to get him out of the firing line because he must be aware that the fans are, are 
getting on to him. Mm-hmm. The fans are really unhappy with him. Mm-hmm. Put him on the bench. Mm-hmm. Give Sir a lot of go. There's nothing to be gained by carrying on playing Benteke. He scored two goals all season. Well, apart from the fact that you know he is a quality striker. He's he good. We know that, but how, when, how many more times? It's, it's nearly March. Yeah. He scored two goals all season. I, just, I don't think you, just scored you, five more goals than him. What's, what's, there's no logic in Karen. There's no. They don't even try something different. Yeah. They, they, no, they, I agree they, with you. I'm they, just. I think it's well, the definition, no, it's we the had, definition we, of madness to keep doing the same thing yeah. and get the same result over and over again. Is the definition of madness? It's. It's. I yeah. don't understand why there. Are, there have to be other options. If this option so clearly isn't working, yeah. find another option. Try another way of playing. Yeah. Try playing without a conventional striker. There's all sorts of things you can do. Put towns in there for what? Do, do something different. Yeah, but don't carry on doing what we're doing because it's not working for him and it's not working for the team. And we will go down if we. If it's not even if he doubles his scoring rate, which is unlikely, he's going to get four, four. goals. <laughs> so, Andy, I don't think you can drop your single striker with experience at that level for a rookie who's played two games when you don't have the other options. If if we had still, if Wilf was still in the team, and if Sacco hadn't got the injury that he got. And if we brought in Amadou, if there were yeah. all or sorts, if or if Wickham was fit, if you had all things, all these options that you could shift around. At the moment, we are so down to the bare bones that even though he's playing as badly as he is, and even though his confidence is as shot as it is, I just I don't think you can drop him. Can I offer you another suggestion? You can. From Trejo03. Hi Trejo. He says quite simply, "Would you sell Benteke?" Well, no, <laughs> not now, obviously. But th- end of the season, I think it was interesting that well, Mark would be able to tell us better. But I don't think there was anyone sniffing around him, was there? In no, but this also transfer window. Also, you're wait for Palace if they're going to stay up first, aren't you? Because I mean, mm. he'd probably go anyway, even if they go down. Yeah, and then Royer might turn around and say, "Look, I'm changing this whole side now. I want to sell him anyway." You just have to make a decision now whether you drop him or not. <laughs> He's at a difficult age because strikers do sometimes decline pretty badly yeah. from his age onwards. Um, you only got to look at when Chelsea signed uh, Shevchenko, for example, at the similar sort of age. That I think Shevchenko was 29 when he went there. And Pentake is, what, 28 now? Yeah. So, you know, you're starting to get to the point where you should say he should be at his absolute peak now. He's certainly, I don't think, going to get any better. Hopefully, if you're really lucky, you might have a bit of an Indian summer and recover some of the and rediscover some of the form that you had when he was, you know, at least at Liverpool, potentially at Villa. But it's not really looking it's likely, just, is it? It's 27, by the way. It's 27. It's not just the fact he's playing badly. It's the fact he's not contributing in any other way. It's like somebody said yesterday, you would, in normal circumstances, you wouldn't pick Cameron Jerome ahead of him. But if neither of them are going to score goals, you'd rather have Cameron Jerome because he worked, he, he worked really hard. He made space for other players. Penteke is not doing any of that. Yeah. It's fine to say he's having he's a good player having a bad season. We know that. But if if you're not if it's not working for you, up the work rate, do something, put a, put a tackle. But if that's not your nature, cost. if that's not something you've ever done, well, you can you can. It's not that's not that's not like asking a right footed player to score a hat trick with a left foot. Yeah, yeah. That's asking someone to run a bell. Yeah. That's 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 easily taught. I've got a cat in here, so we can teach her to run about quite. Soon. It's really easy to do. Just put a feather on a bit of string, then she goes. Well, well, there that, you go. That's we'll do that with him. But that's you got any goalkeeping you? clubs for her? <laughs> I'm gutted. I'm yeah. only asked didn't happen actually because I think he was badly treated by Cooman. Scored at Hull. Yeah. Scored a few times for Allardyce, and he could have been that sort of like cult hero kind of player. Yeah. It's a nuisance well, as well. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Like, yeah. he's not scored brilliant. Against, scored against us. Yeah, typical. Typical. Us. But maybe someone like that would have been perfect. Yeah. You know, because as I said before, I think it's asking a lot of, of Solar for the moment. Yeah, I agree. Um, just to round off part one, shall we just go back to the game? Because there was a big talking point surrounding Mr. Deli Alley 
And when we announced you were coming on, there's been quite a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of questions, questions but <laughs> it's be all about deadline day. No, Dale. Divey Alley, everyone's um, calling From in. Vikings number one, John Vince, Hen and Henry Creed. Hi, Hello, hi all, all of you. you. Hi, all of you. Yeah. And John, just simply Johnny, who says, our Spurs fan is trying to defend the indefensible with Ali. Does Michael feel it is a player himself to blame or potentially instructions from the management? It, it has become a bit of a habit, isn't it? Firstly, I think it's a shame because this is a player who was 19 and he scored over 20 Premier League goals last year. That's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, the, what we used to say about Gerard, blah, 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 Lampard, blah, blah, blah. That is phenomenal. But he has got a little bit about him. Um, the two that stand out for me at the start of the season, it was away at Huddersfield, clear dive, yellow card, embarrassing. Liverpool away a few weeks ago. It was quite a bad-tempered game anyway. He dived. Embarrassing. Um, do I think he dived yesterday? I don't. It wasn't a penalty. But looking at it, he is going to fall into Hennessy. But the problem you've got now is, it's like anything, when you get a reputation, it's very hard to lose it. Mm-hmm. He well, now we, has, Wilfred Zaha has yeah, the exact same reputation. Yes. And, that, and again, most of the time, grossly unfair. Yeah. And... That's the problem Deli Ali will now find. He will have that reputation. And I don't know how he will lose it. Um, look, he's 19, he's 20 now. He's going to make mistakes as a kid. He's done a few silly things in the past. You know, he's scored a lot of goals for England, a lot of goals for Spurs. I hope it goes out of him. Um, and yeah, he's going to have the sort of the wheel issue, I think, now. You know, he's probably going to, like the one at Rochdale the other week, penalty. Mm. Even Keith Hill, the Rochdale manager, said penalty. And sometimes people don't like hearing managers when they're saying no like Roy was great about Deli Alley on Friday and he spoke very well and it's probably more of Roy's England manager hat on Mm -hmm. however I do totally understand why it's beginning to pee people off Mm -hmm. you know as a fan I was embarrassed by a few things he's done this season but I saw a few in the Carabao Cup final you know and if you England or one England international did a terrible dive and Adrian on this defended him. They said because he's so passionate. You know, let's not let's not ridicule, you know, vilify one player and then yeah, say yeah. for another one, oh, he's given his all to the Arsenal yeah. team, and you know he's you know while the other players are walking. Let's you know diving is wrong. Full stop. Don't matter who it is. I don't like it. It's horrible to see. And as a fan, it's frankly embarrassing. The Van Arnold one was worse than the the Hennessy one. That was that was a proper dive. The one where Van Arnold got really upset. I mean, he was. 18 inches fronted up to him didn't he yeah <laughs> and apparently they, they had a scuffle in the tunnel afterwards as well but it's funny because Deli Alli does get away with like there's a couple of tackles against Man City where he should have got straight red, straight reds where the pundits because he's an England player the pundits go oh, well you can't take that bit of devil out of him Ian Wright always says that you can't take that out of his game well you can cause like you know, uh, Paul Skulls he didn't learn no, to tackle no, no. <laughs> no I'm pretty sure it's not that guys <laughs> the thing is you have to take that out of his game because referees in World Cups will give him red cards for doing yeah. that so it's got to be yeah. taken out yeah. of his yeah. game yeah. the thing with the diving is and let's let's face it every we've said that every football club doesn't believe that their own players dive mm-hmm. simple as that and they believe everybody else is dive the thing is it doesn't happen a player it, 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 I'm not saying there's a culture of it at Tottenham but you can tell him. You can tell him not to dive. He's clearly not told not to dive. He's clearly not frowned upon. And we know that in the past. We know. I know Harry Redknapp will will have a go at players afterwards if he, if he thinks they could have gone down. He'll have a go at them for not going down. And I'm pretty certain that's the same for most professional football clubs. You have to accept that that players will always try and get get an advantage, and sometimes they get away with it. Sometimes they don't. Yesterday's referee he could have punched Van Arnold in the face and not been because <laughs> he just had a not a brilliant game yesterday. Simple yeah. as that. Do you think it was a dive? 
the, the, the penalty one. No, the, the Hennessy one. No, no, I don't think that was. I don't think he had anywhere else to go. I think that, Pochettino was absolutely right. That's I don't see where else what else he could have done then. Basically, it's just the way he falls, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but if that's Christian Eriksen, we're not talking about this. Yeah. That, that's the thing if it's a Palace player we're not talking about it let's be fair <laughs> we're not like a few weeks yeah. ago Liverpool Spurs was quite a bad tempered game yeah. we had, there was two penalties Carrius put down Kane they had a because Ali yeah, dived yeah. in that game but again Lamella got like he got yeah. nudged in the back by, but, this, but then because of social media now a few days later Spurs fans tweet Liverpool fans oh look at Lallana look at Firmino in this game yeah, yeah. It, it happens at most clubs no well, one likes it. Raheem Sterling. Yeah, so and it is embarrassing you know, when it does the, happen. The thing is, why you, why you don't want him to do it is, from England's point of view in the World Cup, is why you don't want him exactly. to do it. Exactly, and I, it, that's my worry for Ali, because he's going to be targeted. But yeah. Um, yeah. You know, from what I've seen with Zaha, I thought the treatment towards him is just shocking. Of Wilf. Oh, oh, I mean, and a lot of the time he gets up. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I feel I really do feel for the guy, honestly. He gets kicked. Is he the most tackled? Well, that's because you're, you're expecting to be playing at White Hart Lane next season. That's yeah. what <laughs> well, not after what Mr. Parrish once told me about the offer Tottenham put in for him yeah. many moons ago. I, I still can't see it's that £3.60 and probably Justin Edinburgh in exchange. <laughs> <laughs> you're nearly right. Yeah, you're right on the feet. I don't know. It's the diving thing is just, it's the moral panic of the moment, isn't it? I just, you, you look at it and it's something that's always been in the game. It's been there since the seventies when Franny Lee yeah. was diving about. And it's just one of these things that I don't know if it's because it's seen as being, you know, completely not the done thing for English footballers. And it's seen as being a little bit foreign. It's seen as being slightly less than manly. I don't, I don't know what it is, hmm. but it just creates more of an uproar than any other form of cheating. And there's lots of forms of cheating in the game. And I think a level of uproar that's probably disproportionate. It can be a bit embarrassing if someone gets it wrong and they end up looking like a bit of an idiot. But is it the type of thing that should be worthy of retrospective yellow cards, uh, retrospective bans when it's only a yellow card offence in the game? I don't think so. Is it something that you know you should end up with back and forth of fans castigating players and then castigating each other's players and then the sort of back and forth that you're talking about amongst Liverpool and Spurs fans? No, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of an irrelevance as far as I'm concerned, well, but I know I'm in a minority on that. The retrospective dive thing, it's like Snodgrass at a hole last year, you know, it's a clear dive, but then he misses two games, but they're not, they're games against teams that we want to win. Yeah. So, you know, if it happens with Dele Alli, it's not going to happen, but say they reviewed it, said it was a deliberate dive, he's banned for two games against teams that are near the bottom. Yeah. So not only do we not get any benefit, but then you don't, the you teams we want to lose do get benefit. So okay, it's ludicrous. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's even more yeah. ludicrous because, say, for the sake of argument, one of those two is a dive. I'm not going to get into whether or not they yeah. are and sort of examining the merits of that. But say one of them is a dive. And say in one instance he gets the penalty and in the other instance he doesn't you get a retrospective ban if they look at it for yeah. one of them even though it's exactly the same behaviour he's done exactly the same thing and the only difference is how the referees viewed it at the time and you're uh, punishing things retrospectively just based on that event further on rather than actually the behaviour itself which yeah. is and a player seeking to gain an advantage by simulating that's something VAL can't sort out because you don't know whether a player was seeking to gain an advantage and yeah. also the other thing we always forget it might not be a penalty and it might not be a dive Mm. Now taking my workout off, my worry as a fan, Champions League quarterfinal or semi-final against Barcelona, he gets brought down, dive. (laughs) Oh God, it was a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. the problems, the boy cried wolf, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Lineker says it's it's really interesting that Lineker's the first one to accuse him of diving on social media. Because Lineker's always said, he said it in his books, says it on TV, if I feel a touch in the box, I'm going to go down. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be a touch from his own player, but he's still going to go down. He said, well, I'd be an idiot not to. 
Yeah, and sometimes somebody's just off balance and they fall over. It's not a dive. Mm. That's the thing when we yeah. all watch replays and, they, and we say, "Oh yeah, he did touch him. Oh, he mm. did clip him." Yeah. That, for me, as personally, that, that's when I don't have a massive issue with it mm. because of hearing the likes of Gary and Nicole these years. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted bands for someone who's got someone sent off if they sort of like nudged them in the stomach and they clutch yeah, their face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's a bit yeah. like accusing someone of something and then going down to, down for it. You know, yeah. like I, I've always wanted that. Yeah. But it makes you think. You know, it's diving more common now or is it because we have every angle we have social media everything under the sun because yeah. I'd be thinking because obviously I've never played professional football but I always think I can't make myself like a complete wally and dive like this <laughs> but, but then it's a split second decision yeah, isn't it yeah and these players these players are doing these things at like ultra high speed the, yeah you, you say it's such a fast game it's, un, yeah. it's well, unbelievable there was one a couple of weeks ago I think the Watford Chelsea game where Watford player tripped himself up mm. not deliberately but he just caught his own heel and so he's obviously convinced that he's He's been failed. Chelsea obviously convinced he's dive, but it was just perfectly innocent. Yeah. Well, I'm convinced, Kevin, that we're going to move on to part two oh, of this podcast um, after this <laughs> short break. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! Pod 247 sponsored by Vector Printing for your print embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with us. Hey! And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. <laughs> Visit jc-is.com. I will. Yes! <laughs> Nailed it! Nailed it! <laughs> <laughs> so smooth. Chris, Chris from Vector was in the Porsche's arms before the game yesterday. He's a very nice guy. He is a very nice chap, yeah. He pulled a fast one by, he, said, he offered to buy a big round of drinks. We all went, no, it's fine, don't worry, no, I'll buy a little drink. And he came back and went, oh, don't take cards at the bar. Mm, that old one. Yeah, and my mate went, no, he didn't last time he bought a drink. <laughs> Watching him stand with a contactless card yesterday in the Porsche's arms, I think, was probably the bit, most entertaining thing I had to see all day. They barely take cash. Is that contactless with a case? It's bar- yeah. <laughs> Very good. Figuring, yeah. It's mainly barter in the Porson's arms. <laughs> Do you remember they, they, Rob Sutherland of this pod, every mm. time he goes in he's got no money, the landlord lends him 20 quid. Yeah. Where, what other pub would do that? Yeah, it's money laundering, actually. But. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's crack on with questions from our listeners. Lots of questions from Michael tonight, including from Samer Chimasaini. Hi, Samer. Hi, Samer. Sorry for get, Jamie's pronunciation of your name. And they say, uh, does Michael secretly support Palace? Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of tweets actually before this Palace Spurs game. Who are you going to support? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't support Crystal Palace. Um, but since the deadline days, especially the summer one, um, got a real soft spot for them. Uh, always look out for the results. And if they're not playing the team who I support, I want them to win. It's as simple as that. Nice, nice. There's a few Palace fans up at Sky. Isn't it? My mate Dave Fraser always listens to this podcast. Um, yeah, quite oh, a few. Oh, nice, oh, Dave. Yeah. Um, Why I mean, did we get him in? It's yeah, a Palace we, fan. We get. There's a lot of Tottenham. A lot of our. I mean, we, you, someone, one, someone said to me, "It's Spurs Sports News," and then there was <laughs> Spurs. A lot of Arsenal. Yeah, it's got a bit of Palace actually. Yeah, yeah. Well supported. Speaking of. Sky Sports News. Mark Skeens. Hi, Mark. Mark. Says, question for Michael. What's the most bizarre thing you can tell us about another Sky Sports presenter? I can't put that on a podcast. (laughs) He's put... Oh, please. He's put Jeff Stelling's penchant for Jamaican Scar, perhaps? Is that 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 made up? Is that making that up? I think that might be made up because the next one is Paul Merson and his PhD in Russian literature. I'm pretty sure Paul Merson doesn't have a PhD in Russian literature. I I can guarantee that Paul Merson hasn't got a PhD in Russian. Uh, Well... (laughs) 
Paul is actually Merce is actually a Chelsea fan. Yeah, which right. people are going, yeah, really? yeah, I'm a, yeah. He's a good friend of mine, Paul. So yeah, he's he's actually Chelsea. So you know, you know as a Spurs fan, it's double trouble with Chelsea and Arsenal. But yeah, so um, <laughs> Paul Merson is actually convinced. This is true. I'll, I'll share this with you, Michael. Is that actually convinced that Jeff Stelling's magic? <laughs> Paul Merson did a show I was working on. And we were chatting about Jeff. I said, "Oh, Jeff, I said he's magic. He's psychic." I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, he'll say he'll say Bournemouth two, Newcastle nil, and he'll have it written down." Bournemouth 2, Newcastle 0. And he said, how do you do that? I said, maybe he writes it down after the scores come in. He went, no, no, he definitely writes it down. <laughs> definitely writes it down beforehand. And I said, he wouldn't be doing Sky, Sky Sports, would he? <laughs> God love him if he could predict the scores. He went, no, no, he predicts all the scores. He never gets one wrong. I said, well, he should be doing the soccer six then, shouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's great, Paul Mercer. He's very, he's good value. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, he's hilarious. He's very entertaining. I'm going to think now, we must, between us, we must be out. Do you You know what, I'm I'm going to get the train home and I'm going to (laughs) go, I should have said that one. So uh, if I can remember one during this pod, I will will come back to the things I am allowed to say. He's just selling (laughs) his property. He's tiny just selling, isn't he? Quite... You can say that. He's yeah, sits on loads of plain yeah. bits of paper. <laughs> yeah. He flirts a bit too much with Bianca, though, doesn't he, as well? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of that flirting going on in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll just throw them at you. You just nod. Yeah, he's nodding. <laughs> All these grenades. Our libel sense is tingling. I do feel for Jeff at the moment, because it's, it's to, to watch him watch Hartlepool unravel. Ah. Oh. Because um, is every are they chance unraveling? Oh, they, they could yeah. be out of business this week. Oh, they, oh, really? they, they only had enough money to play the last home game. That's not good. So no, it's not. So they, not des- they desperately need a. Massive but then we know what that's like, don't we? We so. do. Mm. Yeah. Uh, good luck to them. Uh, Liam Byrne. Hi, Liam. Hi, Liam. Says to Michael, how does covering Palace on deadline day differ to other clubs you've done? And can you say thank you for being such a legend oh. when he's covering Palace? Does, does it differ much? Sorry, can can I the top question again? What was covering the... deadline day compared to other clubs for, oh. at, at Palace? Oh, I mean. I, as I've, you know, as I said to you guys off air, I mean, the Palace fans just unbelievable, just, just genuinely incredible. Um, yeah, I mean, the following, just, it, I, you know, what I've always, I've always known Palace to have a good following, great atmosphere, especially at home. You get a lot of, you know, top clubs. It's, it's like Camorgan in, in the home games, but you don't get that at Selhurst. I've always enjoyed that of it, um, but I didn't realise just so, you know, what great following. Um, you know, on, on social media, you know, I had, I had a lovely lady, Bex, she made me a cake. Um, oh, she's making us a cake, by the way. Bex, yeah. For the 250th pod. Like, oh, I'm glad someone's doing something for our 250th pod. <laughs> what sort uh, of cake was it? Uh, oh, Bex can make all sorts of cakes. Oh, okay. She's an Ofsted inspector as well. I meant the cake that had already been made, <laughs> rather than, I didn't think we were ordering the cake oh, online. Yeah. And then five minutes later, she was practically there. It was unbelievable. And wow. there was a guy, there was a, shot at me in the morning where I'm going because I forgot my Sky Sports branded jacket so I was genuinely freezing guy comes along with an umbrella, umbrella and a flask of coffee oh. wow yeah. which Sky wouldn't let you use because it wasn't branded yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I suppose uh, the difference in covering Palace though, is you're outside a nice office in, in Carnaby Street aren't you no, I, no I'm a, I was, I was, in a, I was outside, outside the, the training, training ground, ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. outside the training ground oh. till 2 I had to run to the power league to go to the toilet <laughs> and I was I was so cold I put nearly put £5 in the sunbed <laughs> in the men's changing room <laughs> that is genuine story I was that cold that day um, but then thankfully they let me in in the afternoon uh, so uh, yeah no, all, no from the answering that question they've been incredible you know we're, we're, in a funny way I'm actually glad I'm not the team I support because it sort of broadens it for me as well on a professional level Yeah, and I have, now have another team who I'm very very fond of and, and, and certainly look out for 
Wonderful stuff. Wonderful. Um, okay, so we've got some questions on the injury list from Lee McBride. Hi, Lee. Former Pete the Eagle. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't like acknowledging that he's former Pete the Eagle. I think it's okay now. Because, oh, is it okay? You know, the, the mask has mm-hmm. slipped on the beak. He says, how long is the FYP injury list? Well, we can carry on with various injuries that we've got. Yeah. We've got a big squad, actually. Well, Endicott and I, most of ours are age-related injuries. Yeah. I trying to act like an age that we're not. <laughs> <laughs> having longer hangovers. Um, and see, Have we ever had anybody out with an injury on the... Well, how did he get injured for a... Endicott had a bad haircut-related one, didn't he? <laughs> he wouldn't Endicott's been a bit, a bit pulled out with a number of... Uh, Stag, stag do literally eight months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah two yeah. injunctions as well as yeah. Oracle. <laughs> Still not paid for them. Um, C. We should probably explain um, Endicott to Michael, but it's a hard. We'll do that off air. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. CSMK Brown. Hi, CSMK. Says, do you think the injured eleven would be our current eleven? Oh, well, that's a good question because as we hinted, some of them. Well, yeah, of course it would. It's got. Wilf, Ruben Loftus Cheek, <laughs> Sacco, yeah. and, and our best goalkeeper. So, yeah. yeah spot on there, I think. <laughs> it probably, I think it would. I think it would, yeah, quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, speaking we, of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's got the, our first choice the, left back, the, the our first choice right back, our first choice centre back, our first our best player. Yeah. Our, our only midfielder who can take the ball past someone. Bakri Sacco, who discovered finally that he could play yeah. football. Yeah, he, I think he. I don't think it's even a contest. Yeah, I agree. I think it's about a three-nil win for the injured eleven. Well, they'd probably all break down by half time, so maybe we'd it's probably win five, in the second it's probably half. Five players you'd think would be first-team choices. Maybe more. Maybe no, more. I think more. But yeah, Spironi's not one of them. Right, take that back. Well, he's not. We know. Would you that. like? Know would that. you like some speaking of Julian? Some stats related. Well, stats. Um, Adam Sells. Hi, Adam. Adam. Of of this pod. Um, was bored the other night, so he worked out every player's point ratio this season compared to how many games they've played. What points per game? Okay, points per game. Yeah, can you work out which? It's not like not points they've won for the team, just points when they've been in the team and the team has won, lost, or drawn. Right. Can you work out who's just got... working towards his client, Julian Speroni, being a better <laughs> goalkeeper than Wade Hennessy? No, perhaps. there's a few interesting things in it. <laughs> the right, he emailed he me earlier. Can you can you guess who's got the highest point per game ratio this season? It's oh, quite... I'm going to go Julian Speroni. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Well, it's I, it's I, quite I, obvious. Wilf. Wilf, yeah. Second? Bakary. Julian Spironi. Oh, okay. hmm. Can you guess who's third? Third is a bit... Is, is, yeah. Is a defender. Mamadou? Nope. Not Ryder, is it? Riederworld. Riederworld, yeah. Nope. No. Although he is seventh. Is it Martin Kelly? It's Martin Kelly. Oh, there well, you go. There yeah. You go. Isn't that crazy? Kind Just of, proves... As we always say to Andy Street when he comes out with these things, statistics don't really show a lot, do they? Really? I saw a question earlier yeah. on t- Twitter about Loftus Cheek. Yes, um, from Robbie Scotcher. Yeah, Hi, Robbie. Um, I asked Roy that before deadline day that he and he said that they're a bit unaware of how severe his injury is, but they were told by Chelsea that it's not bad enough to terminate his loan. Mm-hmm. However, it sounds like the treatment he's getting is at Chelsea. Yeah. Now I don't know whether that's changed, but. I mean, he's been a big loss, isn't he? Loftus yeah, cheek. Yeah, yeah, he has been. Yeah. But then it's again, the I saw him play for England that game, yeah. and I thought, I just think he's played really well this game. But again, people went a bit yeah. OTC because I didn't see what he was doing that much for Palace. I don't know, but that might be a there's, bit hard. There's clearly some because we asked Steve Parrish the, the exact same question when he was on the pod a couple of weeks ago, and he wasn't quite rightly prepared to commit himself 
uh, to us about, but there clearly is an issue about the diagnosis of Loftus Cheek, and mm. it's clear that, like you say, Chelsea are indicating that it's not a bad enough injury for us to stop paying his wages, mm. but at the same time, it's not. It, he's not well enough to play for us, so it's a strange. <laughs> I, I've, I kind of think we're playing along because we want to make a bid for him for next season. I think yeah. he's trying but to not to rock the boat, but I believe there is some. There was a difference between the two teams' medical staff yeah. as well about how what he should do. be treated and what to do. But with then him. I guess so in that instance, it goes with the parent club, doesn't it? It must do really. Yeah, I think yeah. I think always the treatment will go back to the parent club for the most part. Robert's got a few questions about the loan. It says could we could we have sent him back to free up a space because obviously we've we've filled our two domestic loans. Depends uh, entirely what's in the contract. Yeah. <laughs> I, my understanding is no, <laughs> every time. No, but my understanding is no, we couldn't. No. They, they were season long. They, we signed right. a contract that, that for season long. So unless long something loans. happens with the, the break clauses in it, be yeah. he's too injured or doesn't yeah. play enough. Most loans, yeah. Premier League to Football League clubs, are like are, are, are academy loans. Yeah, right. Which are different. So excuse me, Premier yeah. League is more of a you have his contract for a year. So unless something seriously happens, yeah, all the parties can agree. So yeah. Yeah. it may well be the case that Brighton and Chelsea, I don't know the situation in, intimately, but it may well have been that when Izzy Brown went back, they just agreed between, you know, if, you, yeah. if you've entered into the contract in the first place, you can agree to enter into a slightly different contract to set it all aside. Yeah. And for Izzy Brown to go back, maybe it's just the fact that Palace and Chelsea haven't agreed. And or, speaking of loan players, you can technically for our next game add one more player to the injured list because Fossey Mensah can't play against Man U. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I like Fossamensa. I yeah. thought we had his. I thought we had a really good game yesterday at centre back. The mm. first, the first game he's played really well at centre back, but he can't play next week. Sounds like United are quite impressed with him as well. Yeah, in, which means that we won't get a chance of signing him in the summer. Should we want to second loan, second year loan? Possibly. Maybe. I've got a feeling we'd be more likely to go after Loftus Cheek than mm-hmm. Fossamensa. But well, have Fos- we not had questions about Wambisaka yet? I'd literally about to go on to that. Good. It's like you read my mind. From Royal... There's not a lot to no, read. it wasn't figuratively. I might have just to think about the question. <laughs> Royal Orbs. Hi, Royal. Hi, Orbs. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> any, other, any other youth products who underrated? DeBoer doesn't seem happy with any. I probably should have read that question before I read it out. DeBoer? Um, yeah. This is a question any from August. Any other product, youth products who underrated? I should have I should have read that. Anyway, what were your thoughts on Basaka? I mean, as debuts go, pretty hard one. Well, it was it was quite clear that I understand the question. It's quite clear De Boer looked at our academy players and didn't think any of them were good enough. It looked like Lakilo he thought might be good enough, but then clearly and didn't. Levy Lamaka. Yeah, but it was quite clear that he wasn't going to pick any. It looked like Hodgson wasn't interested in picking any of them until he had to. Mm. I thought it was a brilliant thing. Palace fan near us. It's just shows that you can't win as a typical Palace fan comment so wan had a really good game and all he could say at the end was why are we picking before <laughs> I've been mucking about with Joel Ward we had him I thought he was really good I thought he was I mean obviously there were some eyebrows raised in the pub when his name was on the team sheet but I thought he was energetic I thought he looked he didn't look out of place I thought uh, Fossey Mensah did a really good job talking to him all the way through certainly in the first half there's a couple of moments where he stepped into midfield uh, and did a bit of chasing down. I thought he didn't look out of place at all. Actually. I thought it was a really yeah, encouraging he, performance. It's up since Kane, Ericsson, Lamella, yeah, then he sees yeah. Hon Min Son yeah. and then Lucas Moura come on. Yeah. <laughs> Not ideal for yeah. a debut. Yeah. I talked about a young side. I went to the Palace Hipswich Coven and Lakila was fantastic. That game. Yeah. He hit the post, I think, didn't he, yeah. before yeah. MacArthur got the goal? He was a very, he was yeah. a DeBoer player, I think, mm. and Roy just hasn't fancied him since. He was on the bench yesterday, but. I think more out of necessity, probably. Than yeah, but I mean, I, we talked about him because the friendly we played against Schalke, was it, this season? Yeah. Or Dortmund? One-all. 
he played really well. Yeah. And it looked like he'd be the one player that yeah. would be getting a chance. Yeah. C- can I ask oh. a question to you, to you three? Yeah. <laughs> Where would Palace be now if you still had the ball? Uh, you see where West Brom are <laughs> take another five points off I, 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 not not in a good position I think he I think showed himself to be so, such a, an ideologue and that he would just even if the players weren't suited to the way that he wanted to play he would mm. play that way and I think it would have been quite ugly I mean it was ugly enough against mm. Huddersfield who've shown themselves to be okay in spurts but not as good as we thought they were in the first game of the season but away at Burnley his last game yeah, was our best performance we played really well yeah and we were unlucky I think things would have improved points would have come and stuff mm. but I think Andy's right both of them he, he needed to learn the Premier yeah, League I think, I think we would have got better players in, in January but mm. I don't think it may have been too late I think with hindsight and I still think it wasn't a bad idea whether it was Paris's idea or the Americans we'll never know but I think we just needed a buffer between Allardyce and De Boer basically mm. we needed Hodgson first then he needed yeah. to get De Boer in when it, yeah. well Hodgson was linked with it in the summer yeah. and Nobody wanted him. No. Well, and Paris would have been slaughtered if we got Hodgson in in the summer. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's Let's funny. Situation, it. it situations lack, dictate. Everyone they? would have said, what a lack of ambition that is. Yeah, exactly. And the fans yeah. love Hodgson, don't they? Do yeah, they? I, I love yeah. him. I, I think he's like everyone, everyone likes yeah, him, but we didn't, like, we didn't like the idea of him in the summer. Cause it's like, it I seemed, did. I wanted him rather than Debo. It's funny that Kane scoring from a corner when he was put on corners for England. That's why I see Hodgson bashing his head against the dugout. I was like, yeah. oh, that was my first thought. <laughs> um, um, just going back to the defence, because we were talking about Bissaka and Fossi Mensa. Yeah. Harold, Hi, Harold. Hi, Harold. Has said, how many back four combinations have we had this season? Rule. He's at, he put the answer as well. So That's a great question. We, we must have had seven centre-back combinations mm-hmm. I would have thought we, yeah. I don't have we had a game where we played the same back four twice we can't have done anything. how many games we've no. played third, we've 28. got 28 games I'm going to go with some ridiculous it's 16 it's higher than 16 I would say what? No, I'd, I'd, it's, it's probably one a game it's probably 28 almost is it's, it? it's 20 what wow. that's unbelievable which out of 28 games is un- I don't know if we've had like you said one week to week same back four also to be fair I mean that does make it more difficult for Hennessy as well it does make it more difficult for the keeper. Also, the fact he's not a very good goalkeeper makes yeah, it more we, difficult. We to just, yeah, he's not. He's a. He's it's not, not the best goalkeeper in the Premier League. It's but not it ideal for any of them. Is no, it? it doesn't. I mean, most most pundits will tell you, Michael. They'll always say you need two centre backs, yeah. central midfield, and you need that mythical that's spine. Fine, we, you should have seen how much the fans, Spurs fans, were panicking before the game that Vertonghen yeah, yeah, was out. Yeah. yeah, and I wanted to say, guys, Palace have got a whole team. Yeah, yeah exactly. But one player in that defence, and it's panic. And that's why I was saying to you earlier, you know, Palace didn't do enough to sort of threatened Tottenham's back four because it was a bit of a rickety back four like Serge Aurier you know he, he, he said I'm really he's not had the best of starts you know, he's people you could have gone for there yeah. so it just goes it to looks- show uh, the extent to which we didn't threaten that I hadn't even realised that Vuitton and, and Alderweire weren't know. playing yeah. <laughs> it's like they're looking really good in defence yeah, yeah. but then again they do have Alderweire and Vuitton yeah. <laughs> just learn Eric, yeah, Eric, Eric Dyer is our holding midfielder yeah. alongside Dembele yeah. you know that's so Dyer gets pushed back and, you know, I much prefer him in midfield. And, you know, Vertonghen's always on the left-hand side alongside Sanchez or when Toby Ardverald's back. And that's mm. where I thought, you know, Palace should go for it today. And, that's, you know, with all the injuries, they still didn't do enough for me. Yeah. Was, yeah. Be, you know. I thought Riedewald was all right. Yeah. Actually, it was good to see. He's always done all right, isn't he? Because that's another recurring theme, and it's the fact that Tottenham... Tottenham bought one part of the Ajax centre-back pairing and we bought the other one. Yeah. Sanchez has played a lot more games than Riederwald has and yet 
both of them together were considered the best centre back pair in Europe, weren't they? Yeah. Although Reader Veld's now mm. sort of seen more as a midfielder, defence midfielder for us. Yeah, which he played really well against Man City, but very good. San- yeah. Sanchez was 38 million. Now, that sounds like a lot, but honestly, he's, he's going to be a top, top defender. Yeah. He makes the odd mistake, but yeah. he only had one season in Holland from Colombia mm. to come into it, you know. Yeah. So I think, you know. Well, Gyro is eight, so if he turns mm. out to be, you know, half as decent. He's eight. Yeah. He was eight million pounds. Oh. That's a that's a massive bargain these days, isn't it? Centre back partners, by the way, that we've had uh, this season slash trios, different combinations. Seven, eight. Oh, so you were you were close. Um, Max Power. Hi Max. Hi Max. Says, will you answer any questions that don't come from the limbs of a black and white bear? <laughs> and our next question is from Panda <laughs> Arms One Hundred and One. <laughs> is this a new thing? <laughs> Panda Arms has become a bit of a celeb. In a way, but it's become a regular by sending regular, a lot of questions. Um, just the it's one got question. a scattergun approach to, but not this week. Oh, okay. Just the one question. Okay, Wayne, can we give him a break, please? He had to endure an onslaught yesterday <laughs> oh. <laughs> from Spurs, including defensive errors that ultimately led to a goal, and then had an onslaught from our fans. I'm not his biggest fan, but he had a good game. He did, but it's the nature of goalkeeping, isn't it? That if you don't have the game for 90 minutes then you're going to get criticised. I thought he gets himself in a mess on corners and I think opposition teams are starting to pick up on it that mm. he'll he'll not quite realise where the flight of the ball's going. He'll get stuck under it and then realise, oh, wait a minute, it's actually six feet above me. I'm not getting anywhere near that. He'll you know why he'll that put is? himself out into no man's He's land. got your voice in his head. <laughs> he'll be coming out <laughs> and you'll hear, you'll hear your voice going, don't do that. And, and then he gets his feet all in a mess and he all too often leaves the back post completely but, free the same way he did against Arsenal with one rail. That, that comes back to our discussion about a settled defence and settled centre-backs who know who's picking up Harry Kane, who knows who's doing what. And, and that was yeah. a penalty he gave away, wasn't it, in the first half? When... Davis, Ben Davis? Yeah. That was a penalty, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, well, when did we suddenly start being fair about... <laughs> I thought you were, like, I thought you were really gonna, nice about Deli Alley to be honest I thought I was going to get a portion of hate but if, if, we're going, if we're going down that route it wasn't a corner for the goal so was it not? no oh, Deli no. Alley's a massive diver so <laughs> both, <laughs> both officials got that wrong as Kevin Friend got most things wrong all afternoon basically when Kevin Friend was, was he the ref for the Man City game? no that was John Moss John Moss okay he gave us the penalty at the end when Zahal was, oh, categorically, so was right. categorically failed. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's one of the things I did feel sorry for Mateki for. Us. There's a couple of times he did try and put challenges in and he got called up by the ref. He did Benteke? Yeah. Strikers get pulled up for fouls way more than anyone else, I think. Mm. They always backing in or anything. They just... They, he, I think he gave away the most fouls last season or was it did was up there so yeah. um, never mind Glenn Murray's doing well for Brighton that's let's good. not talk about Glenn Murray and Dwight Gale scoring for Lucas great yeah. him. Um, <laughs> so Vikings number one hi Vikings yeah, Yo Yo Sonogo scored uh, in league as well ex-Palace legend why did we let him go um, well thinking of a new player Vikings number one hi Vikings again, again says whilst awaiting the debut of the Coasters classic Yakety Yak on the Panis Tannoy uh-huh. I'm looking at you because I think you're the only one that knows that reference. Um, why is the Polish international Yak not even on the bench? And also, would you be okay for that for his song? I asked Roy about them too uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, and he the just, racket being the other one. He, yeah, he said he expects them to play at some stage, but not for a while. That were his direct uh, quotes in the championship. But isn't one of them in really impressing in the under twenty three? Yeah, Rakip. Rakip. Well, they're both playing, but Rakip's been scoring right. a few goals in the yeah. under twenty three. He yeah. said that they will travel to every away game. But they're not ready to play in the JD games JD travels yet. most away games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's slightly 
discouraging, really, isn't it? But we did say this when they signed. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to be... They hadn't played for a few weeks. Are they going to be ready for... You know, Surlock has been chucked in because we've got no other choices and has done okay. But are these guys actually ready for the rigours of Premier League football? But again, it comes back... This is another argument we have, Michael, as well. This is about how professional we are as a football club. We bought three players in the transfer window who all came off the back of... 12-week winter breaks so weren't match fit and, and what's the point of, what's the point of bringing players in who can't that's the whole point of the January window is you bring players in yeah, who can go yeah. straight it's like, like, last year. like last year yeah. we brought four, four players in who made their debut on the Saturday after the January well we lost 4-0 in Sunday but that's neither here nor there but, <laughs> but, it's, but you, you, this, you can't buy you can't bring potential in yeah, exactly. in the January window exactly. it's ludicrous yeah. and it, it seemed clear from the start that Yak well you Rakip, can but if you bring in proven players at the same time, the same time if, if, course, if you were bringing yeah, in course. Yak and Rakip and they'd also been the two or three additionals that Absolutely. we needed I don't think anyone would have backed Absolutely. tonight there was, no one would have cared there was interest I think the night before we were on um, Jordan Hugo who ended up joining West Ham yeah. but I I think early in the morning got it pretty clear that if he's going anywhere it's West Ham I think Palace pulled out yeah. I think Solov was pretty much done yeah but again, I don't think he's really he's done anything at West Ham yet, has he? I don't think Hugo's I think, he's, no, I think no, he's in the I've, squad for the first game, no, not, not since. Yeah, yeah. So it couldn't have been massive interest. So it's probably a West Ham pod having the same argument now that we're, <laughs> probably. That we're having. Yeah, probably. Um, West Ham are only three points ahead of us, by the way. Are they? Well, yeah. We are. Seven. They've got the uh, most difficult running in terms of average points of opponents. Really? West Ham. What was that? Was that the stat thing you were going to mention earlier? Did I can't, I can't remember. What's that thing? I don't know. It looked like you, you told say me you had bad thing, news. Yeah, bad you had news, a stat yeah. that was bad news. Oh, I'll remember that. Don't worry. I'll come back to You look at the table now, and I think West Brom had to beat Sunderland. They're going to have to go on some yeah. mighty fine run. Yeah. Because they're now seven points behind Palace. And Palace are just outside, as we sp- at the time of speaking, yeah. over Swansea. On goal difference. Yeah. yeah, we were bottom three this time last year still. But we have, you know, we have these two, these tough, well, we're talking part three about the next game, but we have these tough games coming up, but then our our run compared to a lot of the teams down there is more favourable toward the end of the season. It is, but you don't want to be in a situation where you have to win those games. Yeah, true. Basically. It's true. And I thought, because more... we said on this pod, didn't we, this tough run coming up, we'll grab a point somewhere, we'll get something. I, I was starting to I think still, yesterday was going to be that one. I still think we can get a point, and we'll talk about the Man U game in a minute, but yeah. I think... You know, being optimistic like some people were trying to be yesterday it's like we may have some players back for those last six games which is alright get the blip out of the way now, what's yeah. what's the thought at Sky about Pardew and what's going to happen uh, well it's funny because Pardew was a Sky employee before he got the West Brom yeah. job oh yeah we had Alan in nearly every day yeah, yeah. Um, you know <laughs> I get on really well with Pardew so. I know he's obviously massively I don't know if how popular he is with you know you Palace said you've never had any criticism from Palace <laughs> <very much. laughs> you might be getting a little no bit I mean yeah. Yeah, it's totally different when you support the club yeah. he's, when he was in manager but um, oh, I don't know that incident in Spain does not look or sound good whatsoever no. and the biggest shock for me was the players mentioned I mean yeah. what's he turned Gareth Barry into yeah. I mean, like, Johnny, Evans, yeah. Yeah, Johnny Evans I mean that when it's those captain-like players, yeah. I think you've got a problem. Well, what's yeah, interesting about that as well is that we had quite a few questions on the pod two weeks ago saying, why aren't we sending our team to Dubai yeah. or having a, having a warm weather break? Like it's a lot of arrogance half the time from some managers. Yeah. Just, you know, oh, Spurs did it. You know, yeah, I heard yeah. sometimes, oh, Spurs did it. Yeah, well, you know, just you know, it's, it's, it's these, some of these teams who think, oh, we, we can't stand the FA Cup. We, we must get out of the FA Cup as soon as yeah. possible because yeah. it really affects our league form. How dare we have a game in midweek, you know? Yeah. 
all this nonsense. Whereas, you know, look at Swansea, they've, still, they've got another replay, you yeah. know, yeah. Replay, yeah. replay, 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 well, if he, who else is around, really? I mean, you're getting, well, so so, you're getting really late in the day, aren't you? And So early in his contract as well, that'd be a <laughs> massive payoff. And I, yeah. I look at West Brom, I, I never thought in a million years they'd be bottom of the league. No. I thought they had quite a, They kept Johnny Evans and... Well, they've got a lot of experience. Premier League players yeah, have been I'd, around and done it and I'd, you'd think they'd... Rondon, you know, I'm really surprised. You know, yeah. but then again, I mean, it's a strange league, isn't it? When you go yeah. below the... You know, I look, you know, Bournemouth finished ninth last season. Did mm. they? What? Yeah. Burnley yeah. Still, I yeah. saw a stat. Burnley, after 17 games, were sixth, one point off seventh. They haven't won in the next 11 and they're seventh. Yeah. You know, they've got more points than they've got goals. Have they? Have yeah. they? <laughs> anyway, let's crack on with our last... I really hope that's true, because I read it on Twitter, and I'm going to look like a real fool if I've not fact-checked it. Um, very unlike you as well. Yeah, um, no. Last few questions then. Peter Windsor. Hi, Peter. Peter. He's got a question about Andros Townsend. This is, as is Andros suited to being a winger? For me, he lacks the pace and the guile. Do you think he'd be more effective in the middle as a number eight type player? It could suit his attributes more. Work rate, pressing, close control, long it's shot. He's never really. He's never played there. Is physical enough? I've seen Andros play from a very, very young age, and I think the issue with Andros it can become all a bit too predictable. Mm. Cutting inside, shoot. Now, when it goes in, it looks good. Yeah, it's just not going in enough. Or when he whips those balls in, Benteke scored two goals this season, both from Townsend crosses. Yeah. But he, he can't be, unfortunately, he's not that sort of player to be the main man. And he's actually looked really good when Wilf's been in the team, just because that attention's been taken off Wilf. He's got a bit more space on the other flank. He's been able to occasionally just whip some nice nice balls into the box. But as soon as you're hoping for him to be the outlet, and if you looked at it yesterday, we had no outlet going forward, uh, really, that we could look to and go, you might take it past someone, you might do something other than Townsend. And Townsend's not going to do that against most defence in the Premier League, let, let alone against uh, uh, Pochettino. Uh, coach defence so I think he needs Wolf back as much as we need Wolf back so that some of that attention can be diverted off him the one he, thing he's about not going to have too much great. expectation on like, he's, he's not frightened to take the ball with opponents around him even he's yesterday he carried pre- it a few times he's got Premier League control and he yeah. will he will try and take responsibility but he, we've always known he's not had quite had that little burst when Wolf's around ball. though he's the only player that carries it really mm. no one else we've got no other players that can carry it up. I mean Saul actually I think maybe has shown he can do a bit but Otherwise, it's just him. Final few questions. That's a depressing thought, isn't it? It is a bit, yeah. <laughs> um, so, we've had a lot of questions about the season tickets at Palace. Have you uh-huh. seen this? They've announced the season tickets. Uh, that was impeccably time, wasn't it? On the day. So, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Day Email went out Sunday morning saying, we're, we're opening for renewal. Oh, okay, great. But not for the Homestale Lower, where we're currently reviewing uh, the seating layout to improve the atmosphere and uh, stewarding and safety. Thanks, guys. See you later. <laughs> 
So and didn't yeah. answer why. Didn't <laughs> very ambiguous. Can I just yeah. read off the people that have sent questions in? Michael Dennis Middleton, Andy oh, Joyce, and oh, Mark Colton. And Mark says, "Why are we not allowed to renew in the, in the lower? Do they have any? Do you have any news? No one seems to know what's going on. Poor communication from the club. It's well, we can guess what's going on." It might so be related the, to the HF. Yeah, so they're going to move the HF into the middle block. I can't believe happen. they'd do that. I can't you think of the number of people it would inconvenience yeah. and piss off. And yeah. I think it would not, even the people who aren't directly inconvenienced and pissed off, others would feel annoyed that, other, that a, a certain group had got preferential treatment. I would be, um, I've, I've been wrong before. Once or twice. Got their, uh, <laughs> I might be got, completely wrong here. But I, I can't see it. They've got their own block at Wembley. Yeah, yeah but no one's got a season ticket at Wembley. There's no other, there's, they can't. I have. So it's like you're waiting for that. <laughs> well, it's hard to see that there's any other explanation, is there? What I mean, yeah. it's in terms of facilities and and space on the concourse. Mm-hmm. The Homestead was the only stand that's got e- got either, basically. And it, for league, get, for <laughs> cup games, they do go in the middle. Yeah, don't they? And there's half an atmosphere, but it's it, there's. What else is there to do? You can't improve the facilities there because if, if you talk about the half a weight stand, you go, "Oh, great, they're doing something about the concourse, which desperately needs doing." Yeah, but you know that's not the case there. So you, there's it, no ongoing league consultation as to safe standing at the moment. Is there anything oh, yeah. like that? I thought it might be that, but I don't see how. No, well, and you think they could have said that? You, you could, you could mention because they've been publicly backed safe standing before. So. Yeah, but it's like Andy says, it's just you don't know whose decision it is to send that email on the Sunday morning yeah. and to use those words. But the best thing was there was a typo in it as well, which, which it went out on the 25th of oh. February and it said the deadline is 25th of February to get your things in. So. But that might not have been a typo. It was that the 25th of March. That so might be the actual that, deadline for all we know. Suddenly ticking 100 grand in a day. It's like, like, pretty well, it's it's like when, when Simon Jordan refused to let his PA spell check his pieces in the programme. But it's just, again, it just adds up. It's, it's, it's that drip, drip, drip of we're not yeah. a particularly professional club. And it's like, you, again, you don't know where these decisions are made at what managerial level, but... They go through levels of approval, and somebody should have said not, you know, not quite. I just think if they, if it was the HF moving to the middle of the stand, I just that would be such a divisive thing to do. I really don't think that'd I be a good PR move for anyone. You consult been, with the people who sit there first. It, you'd you'd like to think so, as I think a lot of people. I I know a couple of people who got season tickets in that block who just said, "Well, I'm not going to renew." Full stop. Mm-hmm. If we can't sit there, where we've always sat, I'm not going to go to games. And I yeah. think that will be the totally response. Yeah, and I think that will be the response of, yeah. unless the club are going to give you know people a financial sweetener to move their yeah. season ticket. But I just think it would send a message, not a brilliant message to the rest of the Palace fans. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, and it's you know, okay. but they are slightly enthralled to the HF. Alan Pardew was totally enthralled to them, and Steve Parrish. Pardew made made a point, didn't he, of yeah. referencing them a lot. So. What if he's doing that now to the West Brom equivalent? Uh, Is there one? I don't know. I wouldn't have thought so. No. Have, to both of those questions. <laughs> anyway. Too, too busy, superbly uh, coaching the defence, isn't he? Why don't he ask his best mate? Top them, top, <laughs> I'll top them Terrier. Ask him. I'll Sky, I'll Sky Spurs sportsman. Ask him. <laughs> you should never have said that. The Boing Boing Club. I've no idea. <laughs> Ask, um, ask Jim White's best mate over here. <laughs> what, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, final few questions then. Um, Martin Patrick Hi, Martin. says, Hi, Martin. Uh, what are the panel's thoughts on the uh, revelations by Andre Moritz last week that he didn't get a contract at Palace because Holloway had a dream that he wasn't going to be happy in his second season? 
you, you get to the stages of Palace family, you don't even raise an eyebrow, do you? Yeah. Uh, any other club, they'd be. <laughs> <laughs> they would clear the decks for a press conference wouldn't they they'd be having an emergency podcast but Palace just go oh yeah fair yeah, enough yeah sounds about right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to be fair he ended up at uh, yeah. an absolute giant of the game in Mumbai within yeah. a, a year so I can understand the clamour for Palace fans to uh, have him sign he just won the Premier League level footballer he was, he was okay popular. he was popular he was very he popular he had a great yeah. social media presence great yeah. he wasn't a Premier League footballer and, and yeah, but having said that we've got players in the squad now that aren't Premier League footballers so maybe we should get have Royce, we? we should who's not a Premier League footballer of like the regulars in the first 20 George, well Moritz was never a regular was he we well no but people were whinging that he wasn't signed no. on again presumably no. so he could be part of the 25 I don't think you look at our 25 now apart from a certain Chungy Jordan Much and Jordan Much those two those two I think other than mm. that you've got to say the players Elsewhere in that squad are at least Premier League footballers. Well, in that case, that's fair. if they if they said, "Well, we're getting rid of you because you're not a Premier League footballer," that was fine. But to say we're getting rid of you because I had a dream that you weren't very good and you wouldn't be happy, yeah. maybe we should be encouraging Roy to sleep. By more. hook or by crook, <laughs> by <laughs> hook or by crook, he got to the right decision. If we could just whisper, in fact, if next time you're doing a press conference, if you could, if you yeah. could just whisper Jordan much into his ear and slip a couple of sleeping tablets into yeah. his coffee, you might. Well, it's it's you can't even you as a lawyer. Can't, I know you have to argue sometimes that. that Blue is red because that's what you're paid to do. You're a paid liar. Well, I'm colour blind, so it's probably just the same. I understand that comedian. I'm also a paid liar, but yeah, I mean, I could get away with standing on stage talking about a football club who sacked a player because the manager had a dream. But even as a lawyer, you'd have to be crossing your fingers, going, "Right, here, Your Honour, this is the this is. I'm sure there's legal precedent for this. For yeah, you know, I remember Winston Churchill dreamt about Dunkirk. I don't know. It's just ludicrous. He just wasn't very good. I'm not, oh, I'm not absolutely bothered. Or, or Moritz made it up. That's the other option. Maybe. And there's another sign of the injuries, though, isn't it? Because Chungin was all set to go to Bolton on yeah. loan, you know, and yeah, all of a sudden he's coming on against Spurs yesterday. Yeah, or the, manager, no one else. Or yeah. the manager of Bolton had a dream, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and speaking of dreams, yeah. as I asked you later today, have you had any dreams about Palace people? <laughs> <laughs> well, apart from Jerry Murphy. Apart from, from Jerry yeah. Murphy, obviously, yeah. I did once dream I was on the, in the, uh, the mural. <laughs> really? Yeah, that dreadful. We said dreadful mural. Really looked like if you're the parent, you wouldn't put it on the fridge. You know, what I mean? it was shockingly bad. But I dreamt I was in that once. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big, big fridge as well, frankly, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. corrugated iron fridge. I dreamt. <laughs> I dreamt. I dreamt of that as an extra player. Mm-hmm. Uh, that in was kit, a bit, bit, of course, in kit. <laughs> that would be a weird dream. If they did a new mural, should would we be on it? No, no, <laughs> no. We'd be the statue. You can't have a statue on a mural. I did have this really weird dream once where we were a properly run club <laughs> that easily stayed in the Premier League every season. But that we still might. You just wake up and you think oh, that's ludicrous. We still might. Right, have you, have what you about you your ha- dreams then? I don't dream. Oh, <laughs> like a baby. <laughs> no, I do. I just don't remember them. I don't. Re- I don't remember my dreams. I won the other week. You don't remember whether I'm for VAR or not, and we talk about every. I think you were kind of on the fence. (laughs) I had one the other week where I was actually having to explain myself to Wayne Hennessy. (laughs) (laughs) And that's no word of a lie. I woke up going, oh, yeah, I feel a bit bad about this. Do you have anxiety (laughs) dreams about transfer win deadline day? Do you get like purple toys of any sort? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The funny thing about that was when the reporter said, what was that in my ear? And the cameraman said, oh, I'm afraid it was a purple dildo. <laughs> <laughs> purple? Oh. So I, can't, yeah. I can't imagine any cameraman saying, I'm afraid it was a yeah, purple yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was massive. <laughs> it was massive. <laughs> 
I don't bugger at all. That's your career done. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, okay, final few questions then are, are for Michael. Henry Creed says, what's your favourite thing about Palace? I think I, think I can imagine what the answer is going to be. I'm not trying to here, but uh, it, it is the fans. I mean, obviously there are, without naming other clubs, there are clubs where you say, ah, I could do about them. Or if they go down, who cares? There are clubs in the championship, you go, nah, I'd be good to get them back up. Palace are a club you do not want going down. Um, so for me, it's always been a club with, with brilliant supporters. Nice. And the final question is from Palace Man. He says, can Michael Bridge do another rendition of Electric Mamadou on the pod? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to rock down to Electric Mamadou because we've now been higher. <laughs> Quality. Thanks. Um, good stuff okay right so after the break we'll be previewing Palisic's next game which is against Man United so join us in a bit Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey. Pod 247 sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs or bar needs go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with Okay. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Nicely nice. done. Nicely <laughs> nice. done. And that is our special guest, Michael Bridge from Sky Sports. Um, and of course, we've got Kevin Day and Andy Street. Now, in part three. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. What? I never done that deliberate before, actually. Fall, wasn't it? You nearly yeah. didn't even say my name. Yeah. I can guess the intonation. <laughs> <laughs> you nearly went, oh, we've got Kevin Day. <laughs> oh, and Andy. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Only been there for 200. It was a real look of disappointment on your face. Was it? Yeah, it was like, concentration. Was it? Mm. You looked like the cat when I'd say, no, that's it, no more food for you. And you're like, oh. <laughs> anyway, so in part three, we always preview the next game, and Palace's next game is uh, home to Man United on Monday, a uh, week today. Yeah. Um, John Dodds. Hi, John. Dodds says, will the snow save us? We could do with matches being abandoned for a few weeks to get the guys fitter. Yeah, the pitch is too good, isn't it, unfortunately? We've got under yeah. heat, heat now, haven't they? Yeah. Very good it's not like the old days when we had terraces and that was the excuse. The terraces are frosty. <laughs> is it snowing but, now? I don't know, look out the window. Mm. Just makes for great radio, I find. Yeah. When, yeah. Yeah. All this worry, there's not even snow. Snowmageddon. Yeah. Well, I let down, I let down. Um, we got, well, seven days. That's time for one or two of them to... Few flurries, run a couple of things off. We Man United are the only the top six or seven team since we've come up. We've not beaten. Mm. We've managed to actually sort of check off everyone else. Uh-huh. Do we think next Monday would will be the time? Or given everything, injuries and everything, that it's just it'd be another season without managing to get anything off them. Well, we can't win without Wilf, and we can't beat Man United. So, no, yeah, you know. one nil Palace then. <laughs> Well, every there's been a, quite a few results like you know Swansea beating Liverpool, Bournemouth winning at Chelsea. So those results are there to be had. And same as last year, we didn't expect to get anything from Liverpool or Chelsea or Arsenal at home. But mm-hmm. circumstances were slightly different. And if we'd got a point yesterday, that would have taken the pressure off a little bit. The, I mean, the one thing you can hope at is that United this season they won't. It's, it's going to be a dull game, is what you, you can expect because United will just sit back and and wait for something to happen the way they've been playing this season it's, they're not setting out to world's to most win. expensive Stoke side well that's what they're like I mean they grind you down basically <laughs> don't they so but again Newcastle beat them only a couple of weeks ago yeah. so. Tottenham outplayed them at Wembley a few weeks ago uh, you, the things aren't hunky dory there you know yeah. it, it, Sanchez the, hasn't really hit the ground running yet has he and 
So, yeah. well, we but Palace are always always beat a biggie, don't they? From you know, yeah. there's, there's their game. Like I remember, they sort of beat Rogers' Liverpool when they were three yeah. one. Even before that, the three or the yeah. amazing three or. But yeah. obviously, battered Arsenal last year three yeah, nil. Beat so, Chelsea this season. Yeah, yeah. So you can do it. But how does? But if anybody wants to hit the ground running and get their first goals, it's, oh, it's Sanchez guarantee yeah. guarantee. But what's the problem with Mourinho and Pogba? Then there's clearly an issue there, isn't there, between them? How good is Pogba? Do we all do we know yet? I mean, no. you just don't know. No. You, you see the odd game, you go, yeah, he's really good. But I'd have Mr. Dembele over him every day, oh, and yeah, I'm, that's definitely. not biased. I'm sorry. It's, mm. it's when he's fully fit, there's no no better sight of in, for Spurs to me. You know, yeah. You know, speaking from with my Tottenham hat on, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's the Wilf thing, though. I'm afraid, you know, if if Palace had Wilf playing next week, I'd say yeah, Palace have got a chance. So how do Palace without Wilf? get anything from the game like you know how do you stop united how do you beat united well they don't i mean they're not man city they're not liverpool they won't be flying at us right from the start there's going to be a lot of both things we passing the ball around in front of each other what we need to try and do is get is get behind them if possible we need to try the outlandish idea of maybe having a couple of shots from the edge of the box. Tell, tell, so tell Benteke to sort of bully the likes of Smalling. I yeah. think Smalling's been all... The yeah. last few weeks, I think Smalling's yeah. been well off the pace as free mm-hmm. in Manchester United player. Yeah. I think a lot of the time you just have to play to your strengths. Yeah. Don't wait for the Tottenham's of this world to come at you because you're going to concede. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, at least Sirlock has been doing that, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, well, he's, yeah. he's been imposing himself. Yeah, but in the wrong places, unfortunately, which is not a criticism of him because yeah. it's like he's, he's, I don't think he would have expected to start as a left winger against Tottenham, for example. And then clearly he was so not a left winger that he barely, there was no time, he didn't do the Townsend thing, he wasn't even cutting inside and, and trying shots. He was like clearly been told to patrol that line and mm. not move two or three feet away from it, which is what he did. But you want to, un- this is why I'd rather see Benteke rested and let Serlot have a, have a go at that. Up front in that position, in up front, just impose himself, just like you know, bully himself. Just like he, he'll be a new quantity to whoever's playing in the United's back four. Yeah, so there'll be a bit of wariness. They won't know what to what to make of him. Didn't Van Arnholt yeah. score about eleven goals for Sunderland under <laughs> yeah. Allardyce? Yeah. Why is it yeah. not happening at Crystal Palace? Well, we talked, we did say last week that one of the options might be. Unfortunately, we, if we had another left forward, back, yeah. that we push him forward, yeah. that maybe yeah. he could do the Wilf role because he can. Mm. Yeah. He can get forward and he's got a little bit of pace and he can score goals. He scored four for us last season, I think. Middlesbrough, Hull. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that is an option, but I, I think just we're so stuck defensively that he has to play there. He pretty much has to play there. And, and then, well, he has. Yes, but yesterday the discipline was such that you could see him not. Yeah. Not but he's been forward. one of our better performers. He I think so, yeah. He's a Premier League, he's a he's a Premier League defender, full stop. Yeah. Simple yeah, as that. Definitely. Um, Jason Harling Hi, Jason. says, how many points do you see us getting from United, Chelsea, Huddersfield, Liverpool? Are those are all our games in March. Those are our March games, yeah. aren't they? Four? I five? take four now. Because yeah. I, I suspect, if you say we need ten points to stay up, I would take four points from those because that's a point a game. Yeah. It's. I'd kind of. I'd, I said last week that I wish they, they, those games had been a bit more spread out. But part of me thinks I'm quite glad to get them over and done yeah, with them. The way. And we might have Wilf back for Huddersfield, maybe. I guess. Oh, something. Our home record. Last. I know we conceded yesterday. It's still, only two goals we conceded in four games at. At home. And that was only. No, wait. That was our third home defeat yeah. since. 
Blimey, but the things we have to try and win. It's like Michael said earlier. You, you, at some stage, you do have to try and win those games. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, Huddersfield is a must-not lose, isn't it? Really? Yeah. But Huddersfield, yeah. you can either win, lose their three 0 or win yeah. their three 0 Yeah. That's how I found them yeah. this season. Yeah. The problem with Tottenham yesterday was they scored so late because we didn't have our customary 15, 20 minutes to get a goal back. Because yeah. that's when we've come out of our shell this season, Michael. Is when we've gone one nil down, we have gone on the front foot and we didn't have time to do that. But there, it doesn't matter how. I think Tottenham's reputation beat us yesterday, like, like you said. I think you can't send your team out at home to try and nick a point. Mm. You simply can't do that. Well, we beat, when we beat Chelsea, I mean, immediately Wilf had just come back from injury, so it was raring to go, but we just came out of the blocks. Mm. First yeah. half, and we were just all over them. Start the second half as well. Yeah, the passing was poor from Palace yesterday. It, yeah, was, it was have another go yeah. to Tottenham every time. Yeah. I was really surprised. Yeah. Um, well, there was one spell, because the first 15 minutes it looked a bit ominous, and we had one spell, which Tompkins led, where we kept the ball for five or six passes, which just calmed everyone down a little bit, got the crowd less agitated, forced Tottenham back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that was the only time we we did it mm. and then again it's like it's ironic considering what we just said about making things out it's like they're always trying to find the magic ball they're always like they get bored with the passing and decide that the ball's mm. not manager anymore we'll just hoof it and see if Benteke can do something with it mm. and so I like, in, fact, thought, in fact three or four of our attacks yesterday came from intercepting lazy Tottenham passes as well mm. yeah so they weren't no. Andy what <laughs> what do you think about next Monday uh, what do I think about it yeah I'd like us to have a few more players back. That'd probably be quite good. Well, we should have Tompkins back. Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm not sure I'd be all that cool with us starting uh, Damien Delaney and Jairo Rudeveld at centre-back against Manchester Damien, United. Damo played at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that ended well, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Kabai, Kabai doesn't sound serious. It just sounds like a little training ground knock unless... A lot of them have sounded like that at the yeah, start. And then then, again, yeah, then again, yeah. Well, yeah. there was also some debate as to whether Mamadou Sacco's injured at all. Yeah. Whether he's just not... Well, he's had a kid... Yeah, yeah. So, you know, players should be allowed time off, shouldn't they, to yeah. see their kids? Well, as Roy Keane said, yeah. he didn't have the baby. <laughs> <laughs> he said about Robbie Keane once yeah. missing yeah. an island game, will he be back? He went, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't he? <laughs> he always struck so, me as a more progressive man, did Roy Keane. Yeah. <laughs> but without Fossey Mensah, we could do with it with the option of... So Fossey Mensah is definitely... Is he, not can't play he can't play against his parent He's playing against his parent club. He can't play. Sorry, I thought it was another injury. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know how badly Ward is because there are rumours that Ward would be back yesterday. Okay. So... so I, another, I presume Wan-Bissaka will start. Be another change back four as well. Yeah. 21st change back four yeah. this season. But Cavallari might be in by then. Have you heard any rumours on Cavallari? Not probably no, no more to. I think there's negotiations, isn't there? Right. Something going on. I think Roy's known him for years, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Kind of Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, again, you're asking a goalkeeper to come straight in for a game of that magnitude. Oh no, he yeah. won't come straight in. Yeah, he no. won't be. No, should be. But he'll be a good choice for you know, April next year. When <laughs> um, I've got to say, Roy. I mean, some managers really do moan about injuries, but. I've never really heard Roy in any of the presses really moan, moan, moan. Nah, he, he, he just gets on with it. Went through the war, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a different perspective. <laughs> Roy's always got a very good way of, of talking. He's, he never rants, he never rain, raves. Rants and raves? He just sort of gets... He's got a very experienced way of talking, isn't he? Mm. Getting his point across without sort of having a pop or moaning about stuff. So well, he said, it's, he said it's, it's definitely his worst injury problem, crisis. Mm. Which is considering how long his career's lasted, is going some. Yeah. But it is beginning to sound like we're making excuses already. Yeah, but then. Well, you we've know, got significantly more first team injuries than any other team in the league. Yeah. 
it's not an excuse it's, it's, it's why we're now down to the bare bones I mean there are things that could have been done better in the transfer window undoubtedly and mm. they could have been I, I, I think even the most staunch defender of Wayne Hennessy would probably say we probably need at least another goalkeeper to compete with him mm. and we certainly needed another face somewhere else as we already mentioned but you know, you can't, you still can't legislate for having 12 first team players out of that quality. Right. Well, next season, fingers crossed, Palace are still in the Premier League. Next deadline day, it's the day before the start of the season. Oh, yeah. And, a five, and it's a five o'clock deadline. So, none of this 11 o'clock on August the 31st, January the 31st. Yeah. As fun as it is. that for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah five o'clock, yeah. Um, Straight slip up. Yeah, but I mean, it will be interesting to see how clubs approach that one. Mm. Um, will it be more gambling, do you think, in terms of getting people in because you wouldn't have had oh, a few weeks to sort of settle your squad and stuff and you just or you could appoint someone like Dougie Freeman to maybe put something in place beforehand so you can sign the players not on the last day of the we haven't transfer got Kevin in the pods at the end we haven't got time to talk about <laughs> Dougie and the transfer system again why um, do so many clubs wait till the last is it economic the why they wait so long do they I, expect I, it to get a better deal or I just think it has to be isn't it because mm. there's no other valid reason for it because you want the player in as quickly as possible given you get about eight Premier League games over a December, January period. Mm. Yeah. Why do you wait January the 31st? Yeah. Now, my point would be, why did they wait till January the 31st to get Saul off? Mm. Yeah. He's been... He's not been playing. He's been playing. Yeah. yeah. So you have to think, well, maybe they've been trying to get others and Soloff was a player. You've always got players, option four, yeah. we know we yeah. can get this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's what it you was. Know, everyone's, it's not, you know, everyone goes, oh, it's not a football manager. Well, sometimes it probably is. Yeah. yeah. You know, everyone's got a list of players. Sure, yeah. You know, but when you are down to the bare bones, why are you trying on the last day? But again, I'm not in their offices. I'm just yeah. hearing what they're trying to do on the day. Yeah. But it must be so. That's why the fans get so frustrated yeah. when you say, well, one's in, but really it should have been two or three more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you thought of anything you can tell us about? <laughs> <laughs> just telling what is that what it was earlier? Yeah. Do you know what? I, 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 I haven't. No. <laughs> Not just yet. Oh, never mind. Certainly won't be on Jeff. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. Well, listen, mate. Thank you very much for coming on the pod. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed having you. Thank you. Um, Kevin, thanks for being, being in me. your house. That's fine. As per Andy. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we're back with you after that uh, May Night game next week. So thanks very much. And see you again soon. Bye. Johnny Saddlebags. Slippery Pete. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Ain't but one thing to do. Yep, start banking at community banks. Say what now? We'll grow this town bigger by doing business with community banks. That way our money will get reinvested locally and help small businesses grow and prosper. Son of a saddle spur. This town will be big enough for the both of us. Help your community grow. Find your community bank at banklocally.org. Sports Social Podcast Network.